Here we go again, cringers. I'm Stacy. And I'm Steve. And this is her cringe fest. <laughs> this episode is just going to be about our wonderful interview with Bernie Rao. Bernie Rao. What a great time this was. We had such a nice time chatting with this guy. You guys are going to love it. And here it is. Here we go. Mr. Bernie Rao for your amusement, entertainment, and enjoyment. All right. So welcome, everybody. Uh, Stacy are here with Bernie Rao. Uh, what? Writer, director, filmmaker, musician. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All, Univer- of all of it. Universal <laughs> artist. And and the creator yeah. of, of one of our very favorite movies, Killer Sofa. And so we'll get into that. But but welcome, Bertie. We're so happy that you took time now that you're out of no quarantine problem. and back home in New Zealand. My, my pleasure. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, hopefully I can say some interesting things about this film. there there's so much in this film you've got okay i so i actually worked for a rabbi for two years so i i had to explain to steve what a divic was yeah yeah and that you know you get a lot of those demonic creepy things and nobody really touches on the the divic and and Mm -hmm. then you have his wife, who's a voodoo priestess, and they're both old. Usually it's the young bucks. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you do you research religion or is that like how did you find this mix of characters for this? This is this is has something to do with making movies for zero money, right? I didn't have a budget for this film. This film was, I had a, a window of opportunity where I had a, a little bit of time. I had a job. I had a job uh, as a part-time uh, cameraman. So for news. And I thought, man, I have all these days in the week. Maybe I'll make a film, right? I'll make a feature film. So you, when you start with zero money, you look around around, and, and you see what you have. And I have Jim Baltex is my friend, is the rabbi. And he's actually into, you know, because he's, he's from Brooklyn, is, uh, you know, is his family, they're all Jewish people. He, he goes to the synagogue and all of that. So it came from that. It's like, okay, if we're going to make a movie about a, a possessed uh, recliner, maybe we can have a rabbi. And, uh, you know, and then I have, a, you know, Ashanti in the film. She is my friend as well. She, okay. you know, actually comes from New Orleans. She's actually from, uh, you know, America as well. So she had all those kind of clothes that she wears. Uh-huh. So we just thought, yeah, maybe maybe they can date, right? Angelica, <laughs> she's the it's the name of the actor. So maybe, yeah, it's a voodoo kind of Jewish thing. And, uh, you know, it starts from there. You just put things together in, and you blend them and you try to get a story out of it. You know, it's not... Uh, you know, the recliner was just, I was looking for a, a sort of a creature that I haven't seen before. And I thought it was funny, you know, oh, it was not supposed to be bad for, you know, like, um, 
I, I didn't want to make a movie that was so bad that was good. No, I just wanted to make something poetic, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I thought the face in the recliner and that's what sold me, right? Because that frown, it, it tells a story. I knew if I could point a camera at that face with those eyes, you know, that's that's funny to me, you know. it's uh, it, so. it, You got so much emotion out of that that little gap in the cushions. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we could look at it and we would say, uh-oh, things aren't going right, you know, because he's frowning or yeah. he's happy or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was hysterical. Yeah, that, such a cute use of the, te- the technique. Yeah, that's the magic of film editing, right? Because it puts <laughs> a shot after a shot and you kind of tell the story that way. And that's what fascinates me about movies and cinema. Right, because you can yeah. capture the imagination by juxtaposition of shots. So, um, yeah, because the face is always the same, even though it, that's not right. Because by the end of the movie, we only had one one recliner. Right, <laughs> yeah. the face started getting, yeah, the face started getting deformed because we <laughs> we had to put the pipes through the through the mouth and stuff uh-huh. like that. So when you see the last shots of the movie, because we shot it in sequence almost. Uh-huh. You see, the face doesn't doesn't close anymore. It's sort of open, <laughs> and, and the, like the recliner had a stroke, sort of. But I, I think it, it it works great. You know, it's just that's hysterical. We 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 love yeah. the scenes where the re, the recliner goes on attack and and you know shoots out a spring or. <laughs> and, and of course the, yeah. the the big love scene you know uh, when the, yeah. when, when his footstool bit... comes up <laughs> yeah that's a bit strange scene i knew i had to have a moment with uh with the actress and uh the recliner <laughs> but i didn't want to make graph you know it's not one of those movies where you see you know breasts or you know it's a very, sure. very yeah uh, yeah you know. no it was hysterical well, I, I love how you you created a scene where this guy is making out with the clothing that he has propped <laughs> onto yeah. and the characters what i liked about the characters where they weren't your typical characters your your main character had a lot of love interests but wasn't kind of she's kind of more like a guy in that you know the guys <laughs> always have all the girlfriends and you know gets rid of some of the things and you've got the two cops which have that weird love triangle thing <laughs> i love yeah. gravy and grape or are, are those gravy guys great they need their own movie they need their own. <laughs> those are those are yeah, characters yeah. you should hang on to they were hysterical and just that yes. that that simmering little romance going on between them that has nothing to do with the movie at all, but no. it gave you such insight <laughs> into these hysterical uh, two yeah, actors. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, you know a lot of movies they they try to take the characters too too seriously, and so mm-hmm. they feel like all the characters need a five to 10 minute soliloquy of, <laughs> of this is how we are here. And it's like, no, there are these two cops in a love triangle. Yeah. And, and, and you just kind of, like you said, you really do. <laughs> if you ever have the chance, those would be a great, great uh, yeah. spin-off movie. <laughs> or at I, least actually, a short. <laughs> I got carried away with those characters and we had a lot of scenes that I, I, they didn't make it in the movie because it was already too long. 
but I had scenes where they argue and they, they have their own story. But in the end of the day, it, it just slowed down the movie too much, right? It's such a crazy movie with a crazy premise that you cannot um, uh, stay away from the path. If, if that makes sense. That's mm -hmm. what I found out when I was editing the film. It's just, uh, it needs to go straight to the point, right? It's, uh, you know, and people complain about that. They say, oh, there should have been more kills or uh, it's too much story. And I get that, you know, like, How can that be too it's too much convoluted. Story? It's, too, it's too convoluted. And I get that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a strange story. I started digging this hole and I, I had to get out of it somehow, right? It's like a... <laughs> So Jim, Henson, Jim Henson always says, if you can't get out of a joke, blow something up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. I, I loved how when the, when, the, when the action shifted to Gravy and Grape and the police headquarters and, and all that stuff, it felt like a, a, a TV procedural, procedural cop drama all of a sudden yeah you know yeah. It, it just had that feeling yeah. i'm what i'm watching law and order now you know and, and, and yeah, then it, yeah, it, yeah. it shifted back into this this completely surreal thing but those yeah, those, yeah. those particular scenes were so tight and so uh, i don't know just, just very believable and and and, and again hysterical <laughs> For yeah, me. I was, I was, oh, yeah. go ahead no I, I was trying to think when i was uh, working with uh, the actors and writing those scenes like how would police officers actually you know detectives would actually go about this because being a reclining killing chair a recliner killing chair that's not viable right so they don't even think about it you know that's what i thought you know they're, they're trying to follow clues and they're trying to figure out what's going on and and that's what makes it funny for me is if everybody's super serious about you know the, yeah yeah what they're doing yeah for for yeah. me the the deaths were plausible like it's it's not a i my big thing is i love a good death scene i love <laughs> it doesn't have to be gory i just want it to be good and i want the effects to to carry through and the yeah. best part is i can see a sofa doing that you never went outside of his realm you never took him to the point where you couldn't go I bet you yeah I bet you somebody sitting down in a chair could probably pull that off yeah. that's what I loved yeah that's that's right I mean that's what I I, I that's how I approached it like what would a, a recliner do here right because it's a big thing it moves slowly you know it's it's sort of you know, of course, I would love to have had a scene because it's a possessed. So that gives you some freedom to do things that you would normally not do. Maybe you could levitate in the air, right? Because it's a spirit of sorts. But uh, it's just I didn't have the budget and I didn't have the know-how to do those things. So I just had to be really down to earth, of course. There's the springs, which is <laughs> I, I don't explain that. I don't know how he got to the second floor. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't like, matter. It works, right. You know, it's just... <laughs> You cannot explain well, everything. And, 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 and you know. when he when he he ends up out on the uh, out on the ledge of the building, you know, <laughs> the balcony is fully epic. extended. That that yeah. is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the scene of him standing up was a really good tie-in without pushing that that believability. You you kept it where it's like okay, this thing can kind of straighten itself out. Yeah. yeah. 
but why not? Why couldn't it? It's all silhouette. So you're not, you're not pushing, pushing too much outside of the imagination, letting us kind of draw the conclusion of, oh, maybe it stands up in different times, but you only have to do it once. That yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, try to make a crescendo of first you see the recliner move, but you don't actually see it move, right? You just look and then it's in another place and then you see him move and then you see him standing up and then you see him speaking to, to other characters. Like, So you don't, you know, uh, show everything in the first scenes, right? I mean, it's... Right. Know, Right. It's I, gotta... tried, I don't know if that was a good idea. You know, it, that was the idea I had at the time. And it was the best idea, you know, when it I was works. doing that, it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of the film and how it came out. I think the actors did an amazing job. And it's not like people say sometimes, oh, they're bad actors. They're not bad actors. They're great. It's just they did what I asked them to do. Right. <laughs> and sometimes they didn't know why they were doing those things. And I, I. I, I didn't know myself. I just felt it. Yeah, maybe you should do this way, right? It's just, when, but when you have a, a movie that tries to take itself too seriously, yeah, you you start making it lose something. Like they can be fantastic actors. They can have gone to Juilliard. Yeah, if you put those people into a movie like that, it it yeah. loses the fun because. Yeah. They're great, but it's not what you were looking for. You want kind of that that standalone performance, and I think that, mm-hmm. that really shined. And I'm sorry that people just didn't understand that. <laughs> I think it, it has. Yeah, I get that, and it has to do sometimes with the director and the the person who has the final say. Because to make a movie, it's a million decisions, micro decisions that you make, right? And in the editing room, you can you have ten takes which take are you going to choose, right? It's when he looks to the left, when she looks to the right. And it's all about the flow of the thing, right? So sometimes you see those movies and sometimes they came from studios and um, there's many people, there's many fingers in the pie, right? And then it becomes this thing that doesn't have a voice, right? Or it doesn't really have um, uh, a tone to it. It's very, very sterile, right? Like, and I think uh, Killer Sofa, at least for you know, I, I for the for the best or for the worst, it, it just came out. You know, I was responsible for the thing. You know, and exactly some things didn't work at all. It, you it's, know, it's it's got your vision all the way through. Not yeah, not, if you not can some, say it's the vision, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like you're there with this thing in front of you for months, and you're trying to carve a story out of it, right? With all these things that you shot, and yeah. you know, could you could you take you also take a different route? that it's for down to, to brass tacks it's a love story it's a love it's story for me it was story. like this is like true love never dies that was the theme for me like so these two guys that met in the end ancient times right their love was so strong that they just kept going and doesn't matter if one is in a recliner the other one is living inside a woman they will be together again. <laughs> of course, they're a bit evil, but that's what makes it yeah, fun, right? right? <laughs> they're just a, a little bit twisted. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> though, I, I, it's, it's kind of, uh, are you familiar with the Puppet Master series? Puppet Master, yes, I know the name, but I've never so seen it. Uh, the first one, you have these little 
puppets that are going around killing people. But yeah. in the second one, you start realizing they're more anti-heroes. Uh-huh. They're actually, they're pretty much divic puppets. Like seriously, <laughs> the guys, the guy who created them is Jewish. Yeah. And uh-huh. so you start getting the thing of it. They're not, they're just trying to protect their master and they're just trying to protect each other mm-hmm. in a world that doesn't understand. Yeah. And so that's, he's just protecting his love. He's not, he's not evil. He's just, you're in his way. Just doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's like the recliner is not evil. It's just, it just wants the girl, right? And just, just people right. getting away. And isn't that what anybody <laughs> wants at the end of the day is just to, to curl up with the one you love. Yeah. Just some love. Right. <laughs> So yeah, one thing we we noticed, uh, just like you know, going to IMDb and 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 doing one or two more clicks deeper, is the the resumes of some of the actors in your in in this movie. Some of these folks have been in everything. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is is it? Uh, I was kind of wondering. I uh, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, a lot of uh, New Zealand series that are that are on Netflix. Uh, I love Outrageous yeah. Fortune, right? <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just just a hoot, right? But I, I've noticed I see the same actors showing up in in various you know other productions. I, I'm guessing yeah, yeah. it's a small country, a, a small cadre of actors, relatively. Speaking. Yeah, it's really you know. It's a very small country, and uh, I live in Wellington. That's where I shot this film, right? Okay. Even though I'm not originally from New Zealand, but I'm a New Zealand. I've been in New Zealand for almost 20 years, so okay. it's just my home now. Uh, but, um, yeah, for example, Jed Brophy, the, the great right. gravy, right? Inspector Gravy is oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. He works with Peter Jackson in every movie. He, he knows everybody and that was for me it was a surprise to have him on board because when i was shooting the film and i was casting for the film i just put an ad and say hey i'm making this film for zero money you won't get paid you i will pay you some expenses and food and whatever <laughs> but it will be fun right and i don't know where it's going but it will be fun and he replied to the ad he said hey bernie i have a gap because he was shooting chronicles of narnia i think for netflix right Okay. And he had like a month or two and he's like, hey, man, I want to give it back to the young filmmakers like yourself. Right. And it's just sure. I'll do whatever you want. And I, he did the most outrageous things and craziest things. And I love him for that. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But that's in New Zealand. It's easy to get to people. It's that's the thing. Even Flight of the Concord, Jermaine Clement, you know, those mm-hmm. guys, you see them on the street. You can go and talk to them and say, hey, Jermaine, I have I'm, I'm shooting a movie. Can you be in my film? You know, something you wouldn't do in LA, for example, right? It's so big and so so many barriers and bodyguards. And New Zealand now, it's very rural, right? It's like a small village almost, which is pretty cool. That's yeah. what that's how that's we awesome. actually feel about asking directors and writers to, to come onto our podcast. We're just two people who are just goofballs who love love movies. And yeah. it's like but when you when you get somebody who who sees your your vision, a lot of times everybody's like, "Yeah, we like what you wrote up on our movie, sure." And we're like, Wait, what? <laughs> "I don't and think we've ever had it. anybody turn us down." Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're, they're in love with their work, and we love their work, and and it uh, 
you know, it'll, it's a love fest, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do have one really important question I have to ask you. Where can yeah. I find bald lands? I've watched that trailer like 30 times. <laughs> I showed it to my son last night. We laughed for... I, I got a text at like, what was it? Yeah. It was like three o'clock in the morning, your time. And yeah. I'm four hours behind. So it was like... 11 o'clock my time going no you have to watch this right watch now. this trailer it's yeah. only two minutes you will it love it <laughs> yeah the bald lines was like was another zero budget movie that i made in new zealand sometime some years ago and uh i never really released the movie it went to a couple of festivals uh but um i was planning on doing some kind of release for it uh, but I haven't done it yet. You know, I can send you the link and you can watch the film. I'm still, I, I had some sales agents interested in distributing the film, but uh, it, it comes with an expense. You have to pay for insurance and you have to pay sure. certain things. And I was broke at the time. So I just said, ah, I'll do this later. You know, and I shot the movie in color, but I, I graded it in black and white mm -hmm. because I thought it was like almost like Fahrenheit you know, like a Truffaut uh, movie. It was, it was supposed to be very artistic. Look, I love the film. It's, it's much more my voice than, for example, Ina. Ina was like, hey, we'll do what we can with this story here. Uh -huh. You know, it's, it, it, tone is completely different. The bald lens is more like Killer Sofa, for sure. Well, what oh, I think is cool is if Absolutely. you're in a post-apocalyptic thing, I like black and white. Because it yeah. really it shows yeah. you that there's this isn't this isn't modern times this is modern times but not this is an alternate reality. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's like I took it to markets uh, when I think it was 2018, and all the distributors said said, "Hey, we love it, but it cannot be black and white because this is very niche, right?" It's like uh, when we put it on Amazon Prime or iTunes and all those platforms, people will not see, watch black and white films. Maybe you will watch, Stacey, because you're, you are part of a niche that yeah. goes over yeah. that. It's like, oh, no, I, I don't care if it's black and white. I love that it's black and white. Like Nebraska, right? It's like, okay, right. I want it black and white. But, hey, that's what they told me. And I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. If I'm going to spend all this money just putting the movie out there, maybe I'll make a, a color version. But it's... But Bald, I just, yeah. lands. Like yeah. it's it already it already has that in the thing. I mean, yeah. we've I, we I don't just, have one rule just, about black and white movies. Yeah. And and that is Ivan Tors. And <laughs> it's not it's not he's a good director. Yeah. He's amazing. It's just his stuff is there's there's no there's no horror to it. It's the, what's concerning at that time, and that's fine. But uh -huh. when I'm watching a bad movie, I want it to be bad. And his movies were really good. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I enjoyed them for what he wanted them to be. Uh -huh. Not what I expected them to be. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a that's... problem with Killer Sofa. I think it fell into that strange zone, which is, it was not a bad movie. Like, okay, for Velocipaster, right? He knows exactly right. what it is. Like, right, right. It's like, they did it in a way that they knew exactly what they were doing. And for me, I was not really going for that because the movies I love, it's like Aki Kaurismaki is a Finnish filmmaker. It's like mm -hmm. Jim Jarmusch, those types. Of, I love those that tone, right? Where it's like, you don't know if this is a comedy or not. It's kind of funny, 
and you're you're like when you get the humor, it's it's hilarious, but everybody's super deadpan serious. Serious, you know, and I yeah. love that, right? Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. And, and yeah, yeah, you you feel like you're part of of an inside joke almost. You yeah, know, yeah. As, as you're watching yeah. these, yeah. An inside joke, exactly. And for me, Kilosopha was that, but I don't know. It's just it is. It came out like this because there was no, you know, I could not really work uh, on a vision. I, I did what I could, right? It's like, and I love cinematography. I do love when things look good and I love to play with light. And uh, that's why the movie sometimes is too slow because I just want it to be beautiful, right? It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, and you take you take that, you know, a lot of directors, you, you see, and, and I'm not citing anybody in particular but whenever you watch the behind the scenes of any movie the director's always either looking through a viewfinder or at the actual camera <laughs> and when you have a director that looks at a scene from that kind of perspective you don't get the perspective of the spring coming out and you're following the the, the <laughs> couch's pov and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of movies still have that, you know, behind the camera look. And mm-hmm. and when you're experimenting, you can definitely tell that you're having fun with it. You're yeah. not just you're not just trying to, to copy somebody else's thing. I mean No, yeah. For me, it's like having fun is the only thing you have, right? Because you're not getting paid. You're you're spending a lot of time doing this thing. It has to be something for you, right? So for me, it's like this is needs to be fun for me right i need to watch something and edit something that i kind of find it at least a little bit funny every shot in the movie needs to have some kind of fun element to it right either it's the way he's doing push-ups it's the way (laughs) the rabbi looks at the at the at the photo of his father it's the father saying hey man you 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 can't do this give up you know like it just needs to be kind of funny, but it, that's my sense of humor. Like some people really didn't find it funny at all. And it's fine. You know, like they just didn't see the jokes there or the humor. Yeah. We, hey, we, fair enough. we noticed that with uh, uh, Karis Hell and Steve, when he was talking about his, his, cause he does the same thing. He follows the horn sometimes with the camera <laughs> yeah. and he goes, yeah, most of the time it's just my inside joke. And I was just having fun. Yeah, and it's nice. And and where Rooster, the other, the one and only other of the three part <laughs> interview, same exact thing is he you, you just go into it and you're just having fun with it. You're not really going out to you know impress anybody. You're just hoping that it at least makes something back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's thing- complicated when you're an indie filmmaker because. You, and if you go to the markets like I did, and that's why the movie, that's why you guys watch the movie, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I managed to put it on Amazon, on Tubi TV, you know, this is a lot of work. So when you go to the market and you, you, know, you speak with the people who uh, whose job is just to distribute the movie, then they want a certain type of movie, right? And the, the more aligned you are with the movies that actually go on the platforms, the better chances you have of making a return on your movie, right? So, right. so that's why you right. see a lot of movies that are like cookie cutter 
approaches to horror, right? They're exactly the same thing because that's the thing that sells, right? Of course, you can try to be very different and it can be a huge success or it can be a huge failure because- And you never know where where you're going to end up. I mean, look at you, you were huge in Asia. So was Carousel, you know, it's huge in that market. And it's, it's so cool when you can see these, these, you know, just people like David is is doing David Gradcliffe is doing um a night of the were rooster too you're coming out with it's funny because the three people we've interviewed all have sequels and we didn't know yeah, like, yeah. we had no idea that this was happening we just love these movies so much and we're glad to see that that it's coming uh, out again because yeah. it, it's you know, just, I, but you never know what market you're going to end up in yeah, I, I I also think one one thing that really differentiates your your movies from from some of the other what did you call it zero dollar movies? <laughs> yeah, no budget, no budget <laughs> movies. All right, there yeah. the cinematography in in uh, uh, Killer Sofa is so beautiful. It it I mean when when we first started watching, and I told Stacy, okay, this movie's way outside of our of our range you know look at look at this the, how beautifully this scene is shot and lit and and, and you know and all that yeah. stuff this is this is a big movie this is not you know some, somebody doing something on on a shoestring and then, and then to hear that no really you were doing it on a shoestring that 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 really i i'm just super impressed by that it, it's so, you, so you yeah. said you were a cameraman for yeah. a news station. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, um, um, that's the job. I, I work in video because I have the camera and I have a few microphones. That's what I, that's how I make my living. I do that and I play guitar. That's okay. it. You know, I, so, I, cool. so I do like, I get job, whatever jobs I'm, I'm always traveling. You know, I, I I arrive in a place and I get the job I can, right? And when I was in Wellington last time, I was working as a camera um, news operator for a, a sort of, a poli- you know, parliament thing. Like, okay, you interview politicians, you just capture, uh, you know, like phrases that you can put uh, in the newspaper, like uh, sound mm-hmm. bites and things oh, like that. My husband's in broadcasting. I'm a brave. I, I can't talk to him at five, six or ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Steve, yeah, so, Steve did some some stuff back in his day, so it's uh, kind of interesting that we that yeah. you guys have that broadcasting experience. decades decades yeah, so ago. That's, that's why it was not it was not too difficult to make the movie look good for me because I know how to operate lights and microphones, and so it's part of what I do. So you use your strengths, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. it took longer to shoot this way than. It would have taken, I, maybe I could have shot the movie in six months. It took me almost a year and a half to make this because I could I would, could only shoot during the weekends or whenever the actors were available, right? So you, you need to work around their time, you know, mm-hmm. when, yeah. Oh, no, we've seen, we've seen some movies where you're, you're expecting one time of year. And if you look mm-hmm. in the diner's windows, it's Christmas painted. <laughs> And you're like, okay, yeah. you're cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or you, you see the uh, 
the leaves on the trees are green and in the next scene the leaves are all gone from the trees you know? yeah 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 which is fun you know like it's like ed wood right it's just yeah uh, that's kind of oh, yeah. yeah we are, like we are love- we're huge ed wood fans <laughs> and we yeah, love yeah. watching for those those little <laughs> incongruities he you know the the car leaves and yeah. it's a Chevy and it pulls up and it's a Ford. <laughs> or, yeah. or like in the violent years, it's just the same car just going in the same, it's just the same footage, the car turning. Right. And then one time it's the girls, one time it's a cop, but it's the same car and it's still just taking that left turn. Yeah. No, I love that as well. Yeah. It's a guilty yeah. pleasure. To work, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what happened is, is, you know, you find something that you enjoy doing with somebody and then you find out that there's, you know, they're the, the directors and the writers are having fun with it. So when you're enjoying it and people, you know, like we're, half the time we're embarrassed that you guys are reading our, our silly little write-ups, but you guys understand that we're doing it because we love it, not yeah. because we're trying to be rude to it or, yeah, yeah. or, or yeah. do the same thing everybody else is by like, yeah. copying riff tracks because those guys are awesome. But yeah, they're also yeah. professional writers. <laughs> like, we're yeah, not yeah. professional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the same with me. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 what's what's in the queue for you? What are what what's what's new and exciting that our our listeners should be looking for? Well, no, I'm um you know I'm sort of writing new projects. You know, just it takes so long to to make a feature film that sure. you know I need to be certain about what I'm doing. So I'm just trying to find a good story right now. You know, I had few ideas, played around. I'm playing around with animation now, uh, and because I've been working uh, in motion graphics. So I'm, I'm making all this kind of, you know, using game engines to make movies like Unreal Engine and Unity and all those programs. So I'm just seeing what I can do, you know, and it will come, you know, I don't know what sure. is coming. I have a few ideas. It's like when the pieces come together and it's time to shoot, it's time to shoot, right? You just feel it, right? Okay, I'm, it's time to make another thing. Right now, I'm recording just an album, you know, because I, I had a good experience recording that song for the Killer Sofa uh, well, film. Did, was you did get one yeah. award for Teddy? So, oh yeah, yeah, that was like the only award I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> was that video music video? Yeah, yeah. But, so but I'm not. You got to be yeah. proud because when it comes to music, the oh. genres are even harder to get into. Than the, movies with the, the music in your in, in your films are though though are, are is, is just beautiful just just yeah the score I didn't make the score the score with James Dunlop was as a friend of mine who made all the the music for the film I just made that song that shows up in the beginning when the girl is dancing yeah that was my song and I, I recorded it because I needed to put a song there I didn't know what to put there so I thought man I just made this song maybe I'll just record this song right so I just put it there. That's but um, definitely, yeah, works. that's why. Yeah, I want to do now. It's record an album. You know, I don't know who's going to listen to this. Probably nobody. I don't care. <laughs> it's like just getting it out of my system because I, if I don't record it, I'll just forget the songs. You know, forget they exist. At least I'll record them and I'll put them on Spotify or, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Well, two two American like, downloads. Oh. It's us. <laughs> 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 I, I I did yeah. I watched your the, the little video clip of uh uh 
what is it? Uh, it's Baldlands playing, and yeah. and you're performing the music. Oh yeah, that's what I did with the Baldlands. Was I I, I organized the tour with the film in Europe, uh, Portugal, Spain, and France. Okay. And because I have that experience with the gigging for music, right? I just play jazz uh, in gigs and bars and things and weddings and things like that. So I knew how to do that. So I just bought a projector and bought a couple of, a few instruments and I did just play, score the, the film live. And it was sort of an event kind of thing. I, I, I would play in, in bars, in theaters, in, you know, but I did like almost 45 gigs, you know, just for yeah. a year. I just traveled with my van with the movie and just showed the movie to people, whoever wanted to see it. And I, I played and I got paid for it sometimes. Sometimes they would just offer me accommodation, but I uh-huh. loved it. You know, I loved the movie. You know, I loved yeah. yeah. Sometimes a free beer is a free beer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I had nothing better to do during that year. And I just thought it was a good idea. You know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. So what is, what is your favorite kind of movie then? My favorite kind of movie would be art house films, right? To be honest, it's like, I always, I already talked about Jim Jarmusch and Aki Karizmaki, Kiaru Stami, an Iranian filmmaker, you know, Ingmar Bergman, dance, you know, uh, you know, those types of movies really speak to me, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I love John Carpenter movies. You know, the range is, is wide, you know, like I, I could talk forever about movies. Although these days I watch less than I used to when I was in film school, I just watched everything, right? From Russian filmmakers to Finnish filmmakers to European, American, everything. These days, I just, I love to make movies. I just don't like to watch them. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me. It's just, I just, you know, I, I'd I rather think... be working on a project. I need to be doing stuff, right? It's like, I'm, I, I take more, create stuff, right? I take more pleasure just being in my workshop, just trying to figure out how to make a, an air purifier than to watch a film. I don't know how to, you know. I would think that the hardest part is, especially after doing your own movie with nothing and seeing these big budget movies going, but you could have done this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can imagine that that's got to be trickier as, as time and, progresses because now all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, if you gave you know, me that $11 million, dollars, what could I have done? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a very frustrating um, mission to make a no budget film because it takes too long. It's just it's very it's a lot of work, right? Killer Sofa was a lot of work, and it took me forever. And the, the movie almost didn't exist. What happened with the movie was I shot the movie and I I was editing the movie. I've been editing at the at the time maybe for maybe three months which is a lot. I already have a movie that I could show to people. And then my hard drive failed and I lost everything. Oh, no. It was like, it was depressing. I was like depressed for oh. two months. I, I, I didn't even know what to do because I lost, I didn't lose the footage, but I lost the edits, meaning I have, I had all, all the raw, all the work you know, you've footage. done. Yeah. And I had to redo everything. And it was like, it was one of the hardest experiences of my life. Like, having to go and do the same mistakes again, right? Because when you start putting footage together and you reached 
you reach a dead end and you realize, oh yeah, because that shot doesn't work. I need to redo this scene. And that was the hardest part, like making all the same mistakes, like because <laughs> mm. it, you grab a shot and you say, wow, this is amazing. How didn't I use this? And then you realize, ah, I can't use this because then uh, the, the recliner is looking left or, uh, or he's wearing another shirt or, you know, like anyway, so it, it's, it's a lot of work. But uh, hey, I'm I'm really it's a victory that I managed to 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 finish it right with some yeah. help from some friends and of course it's, for me I'm already like over the moon uh, you know it's done right and I'm I'm really happy with it. now the reviews are awful and people bad comments about the film but I can um, I gave up on that it's, there's nothing I can do it's not in my control right it's like hey. It is what it is, right? It's it's a oh, no budget yeah, film, yeah. It, 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 yeah. but it, it certainly doesn't come off that way. I mean, it, again, because it's filmed so beautifully, it 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 yeah. uh, it, it it looks like uh, it, well, it, Thanks, it certainly doesn't look yeah. like as you said a no budget film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to look bad, you know. Even though there's no money, it doesn't matter because cameras are so cheap. The camera I used for the film, it costs maybe $1,500, $1,000, right? It's, it's it, The lenses are like Nikon lenses that I bought on eBay for 100 bucks each, right? So it doesn't <laughs> so, have to so be... So the cost of entry like, has, has come way down, right? <laughs> really way down, really. Yeah. It's like anybody can make a movie, really. It's like, of course, you don't know you need to know what, how to keep people interested for 90 minutes. This is huge. This is the, the most difficult part about making movies. It's like, how do you keep people looking at your film for more than five minutes? It's very hard. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know how to explain. I made many films that nobody wants to watch. And I don't know why some work and some don't, right? It's just, it's hard to keep people interested right it's uh it's sure. unexplainable really yeah 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 because yeah, I... people ask us all the time why why would you do this and it's like because i could be sitting there watching another friggin' american made comic book movie <laughs> yeah, yeah or yeah. i can spend you know some time with my best friend in my ear watching a horrible movie and turn yeah. out that we love it you know yeah right but we also have rule number one is you cannot stop watching a movie no matter oh, yeah. how bad that's, you have to that's watch fair it. enough because that way you have a formed opinion right you right. just went to the end yeah yeah well that's, there's that's the, the, the our, movie our, being our John criteria our, our criteria is we we google something or we we find it on amazon prime or somewhere we we mm-hmm. we we promise each other not to do any more research than to just look at the icon associated with the movie and read the two sentence description. And then we're going to watch the whole movie, no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. We we have found so much joy. (laughs) Just, uh, just, you know, just find You never know. I mean, some movies like, like being John Malkovich is a very slow going movie until about the halfway point. And then all hell breaks loose. And I almost noped out when I was a teenager when it came out. And I'm yeah. so glad my friends are like, no, 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 wait. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. don't always have that benefit. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. have those times where you're like, I'm not sure of this movie, but 
neither one of us has seen it so that's also one of the kicks we've shared a couple of movies back and forth but i'd say 95 percent are brand new to us movies yeah but that's a a big thing like you're watching with your best friends even you guys are watching together you're having fun it's a human experience right it doesn't matter if the movie is bad because you're just talking to each other there's a lot more there than in the movie right so You know, yes. movie is just entertainment. Yes. It's just, a, a, you know, it's just a MacGuffin, right? So you're just <laughs> watching that because, hey, it doesn't matter what we're watching. We're watching a YouTube review of a camera. We're just having fun. And that's what matters, right? It's, I would love to do my brother. Um, you know, we're, we're products of the 80s. I think all lands. I would love to do a, 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 a watch party in just with all my friends because it's like you guys are gonna love this premise. <laughs> the bald lands. What yeah, are you talking the, about? The, the, the bald lands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you guys the film. Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, oh, I that mean, would be we, we did the '80s hair. You know, because my brother had a mullet. I mean, he's, yeah. he's oh, wow. the 80s. Yeah. You know, we grew up in America in the 80s. And yeah, I yeah. saw that opening and I saw that spiky hair and I'm like, oh, I want to I just I just love the joke of you know I'm I'm gonna put this this weird looking wig on and now I'm safe you know the police aren't gonna come arrest me (laughs) I mean the Baldwin's I I loved making it I I had a great time making it it was like one of the best experiences of my life for sure like uh, you know, there was no commitment. Nobody wanted this. Nobody asked for this. I just, you know, something I started making and I loved how it came out, right? Some people think it's really slow. It's the same as Killer Sofa. It's like you go, you start with a crazy idea and you just go with it, right? Yeah. Trying to maintain the tone and trying to kind of make it serious. But sure, I'll, I'll send you the film. I'll oh, that, you I, I, I will, uh, I I would will definitely. Yeah. I, I will... Stacy um, will have to set right up now, a watch party. And, I will set up uh, something because yeah. I, I know a couple of people who would absolutely love that. <laughs> Just yeah, because make, it's great. Yeah. I have to find a way of getting it out there. You know, it's just I've been doing other projects and yeah. just kind of stay in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the background. Yeah. Well, if you ever need help, you just let us know and we'll try to do what we can for the, <laughs> the American side of it. Because, yeah. you know, he's on one coast, I'm on the other. We just meet in the middle. Just meet in the middle. <laughs> and, and, and we yeah, really yeah. want uh, we want the folks that that the, the, the very few folks that listen to our podcast to yeah. to to understand some of these gems that we think we find and yeah. and and you know and, and and to share in our joy you know at, 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 yeah. at, at movies like yours that, that when uh, when you have a positive reaction to a certain thing it starts lighting those little fires and people yeah. start getting interested back into that thing where now it's just netflix and chill it's like why can't you just go to yeah. that little that little sub screen and somebody did this because they wanted to where yeah. because know, they, they weren't it, in it right? for the money yeah yeah it was not the money of course it's like it's just a story that needs to be told and it's a very <laughs> ridiculous story but hey you need it to be told you know <laughs> oh goodness yeah, yeah. bernie we've Thank kept you, you so way much. too long 
thank you yes. for your time. Thank you for for being here with us. It, it's such a joy to talk to you. It, 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 I mean, uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Stephen. It's good to hear good things about the film, and <laughs> and, and we I'm love your vision. You We're so glad that you're you're still producing, and we really honestly can't wait for more. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I'll make a, a Killer Sofa sequel. You know, there's some people that want it. You know, it could be it could be fun. You know, it's just well, you, you set yourself to, to up for a for a sequel. I I believe at the end of the of the first yeah. one. You know, it, it won't it, be too it, hard. You know, I had a few right. ideas, and then, yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the story could go. I would have to go in a very insane direction. I think, but uh, <laughs> more insane than a than a a, a, a killer sofa <laughs> or killer yeah. recliner. Oh, that's that's one more thing. I'm sorry, we're trying to wrap this up, but I got one more thing I have to ask. I I read an interview that said uh, you had initially wanted to call this movie what my my lover, my lazy boy. Yeah, that was the original title. Okay, my lover, my lazy boy. I love that, and I, I love that more, title. Yeah, it was more this movie. This is that movie you know but then when i went to market la i met uh, our sales agent in america and he's like eh, this this is title is too long if you want to sell the movie you need a shorter title and i went home to new zealand and i was thinking man what title could i put in and my yeah. james dolop came up with the furnishing which is like, I like the conjuring right i, I love that one too I thought it was yeah like, well this, this is interesting and then it was like we need, we had a few days to just send a few titles because they needed to start working on the poster. So I just put Killer Sofa there. I don't know. I just wrote it amongst <laughs> 50 titles. And I never knew until it came out, right? It's just, yeah, we went with Killer Sofa. And it, they put teeth on the recliner. I'm like, but, but there's no teeth in the recliner. They're like, ah, no, horror fans, they kind of used to this type of you know, <laughs> the poster is not really the movie. That's why like, we have man, that rule: is you yeah. cannot judge a movie by its its, it's um, poster, title yeah. because yeah. yeah, because there yeah. are some where it's it's even harder to, yeah. to identify. Look, I love that poster, and I think it's a great poster. And if I had seen that before I made the movie, maybe I, I, I should have, I would have put teeth there. But, uh, <laughs> hey. I love it the way it is. I, I love the way it's, it's that it because it yeah. it just has so much to it. Yeah, yeah. that is just it, it doesn't overcomplicate the character. No, and no. and they, so this, it, he is his own character in his own right. He is his own character. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Stacy. That's great to hear. All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Bernie. Uh, we we just love talking to you. Uh, thanks and enjoy guys. summertime in new zealand well yeah, yeah and thanks. i'll have my snow that's uh <laughs> 33 feet deep oh yeah in alaska right yeah yeah of course must be. <laughs> all right guys thank, thank you thank easy. you so and much thanks for the opportunity thanks all right bye-bye that was that was really awesome i i can't get over how wonderful and gracious he was oh, all of our directors have been writers and directors Oh my goodness! He's awesome. It, I, I I can't believe these people spend time with us. <laughs> maybe maybe we're maybe we're implying we're a much bigger deal than we really are. 
Google. I, 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 you did a really good job on the website. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's obvious we're not, we're not spoofing. We're not making fun. Well, we're, we're, we're making well, fun of, but yeah, we're doing it because this is how we feel. We're not making things up. We're not talking tongue-in-cheek we're not we're not critiquing it we're just talking about what we liked and what we didn't and the yeah it's just when you get when you get to learn more about the process you start loving these movies so much more oh my goodness it's harder and harder to make fun out of movies when you talk to some people Yeah, the, the the movie we watched, uh, Bernie's first movie we watched is Killer Sofa, which we talked about a bunch in the in the interview. And I mean, I walked away from that thinking this was a big budget movie. It you know uh, the acting was phenomenal, the special effects were great, the cinematography was out of this world. Uh, the the soundtrack the music it was also wonderful and then we find out tonight talking to bernie that yeah he wrote he wrote the introductory song uh he did the cinematography himself the editing twice the editing yeah right <laughs> uh, a, a, a very sad story a buddy of his wrote the incidental music and he did the what did he call it a a, a zero dollar film or a a, yeah. a a no cost movie the the actors donated their time it was just a, a labor of love for for this whole group these movies like i said they're just they're starting you know it was starting off as a a fun little project thing to yeah. do on our downtime yeah and you start getting those moments where it's like oh my goodness i really I, I, it's, we I mean, fought. we're always going to make fun out of them. We're always going to enjoy them. But now it's like, oh, we are that niche. <laughs> like you said, yeah, we are right. that niche. Right, right. We've, we've discovered that we are the people that like these movies that we used to make fun of, that we started out making fun of. Yeah. And, but, well, I mean, we're still going to make fun out of them, but, it just well, turns out we're actually doing exactly what they expected to be done and not in a mean or malicious way. We're, we're doing it because we love it. it uh, for most of them. Right. I mean, there, yeah. there are a lot of stinkers we've watched and, uh, you know, I, I, I want us to reserve the right to, to really call something awful when it is awful. When it's, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but we are finding less and less reasons to call something truly cringeable. You know? <laughs> the room. We're, yeah, okay. There are some classics. The room. Yeah, Bird, but they're classics for, for a very specific thing. Exactly, exactly. We still love them for their own their own faults. But but these movies, uh uh Bernie Rouse movies, uh uh Steve Rosinski's movies, 
we we we've come yeah uh we we've come to uh i don't know just 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 to love them so we we're gonna have i mean we loved them before we we got to meet the guys but oh oh yeah 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 yeah. it's like yeah just cements all of the things that we talked about during the movies and 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 that's what they were exactly and to find out that that these things that we found so endearing about some of these movies were exactly what, what these writers and directors intended, you know, uh, that, that, that's been really fun. That that's really been fun. And uh, Bernie, Bernie made another movie that uh, the, I've only been able to find the trailer for online and the trailer is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, and... if, if you guys haven't just stopped the interview to look up the Baldlands, <laughs> stop yeah. right now and watch the trailer for the bald, like bald head, lands. Right, right, right. And yeah. then you can pick up the podcast again because you really, if you yeah. really have yeah. to watch this yeah. thing, yeah. It, it is, it, it is hysterical. Epic. So I I got an email from him thirty seconds ago that said he's he's going to send us the uh, uh, the the movie itself so we can so amazing least, we can I at least so, watch it I, and and maybe I, maybe so maybe we'll we'll have a virtual watch party or something when once we once we get that it's, I it, I can't wait it's the, something oh he's, my goodness I think he's kind of decided he's not going to be able to really market this widely he made it quite a while ago but it is it i mean it from from the little clips and things we've seen it looks hysterical after this i'm gonna make my husband watch it watch the trailer yeah yes yeah. But you know, in between uh you know the intro and outro and the the wonderful pod uh the interview you know it's it's been a crazy it was it was a crazy evening but it's just absolutely great he's <laughs> just very wonderful i can't wait to see more of what he does um, oh yeah yeah keep an eye on on bernie Rao. i mean uh not only is he uh, a director a writer a cinematographer he's also a very talented musician uh i think that he told us his his next big project is to to release an album. Uh, he's kind of got a little jazz influence going, and uh, just a multi talented guy. And and yeah, we I we certainly want to keep our eye on him. Uh, there's 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 a lot to come from him as an artist. So yeah. All right. Well, that's that, huh? You ready to go to bed, yeah, Stacy? I, I do. <laughs> It's been a long day and moving. We've just decided we're just going to hire. We're going to pack everything. Absolutely. Hire movers. Get them to move everything. And then once we finish the sale, move everything from the storage. (laughs) I I think we should start a Stacy and Steve's Cringe Fest GoFundMe account to pay for people to help Stacy with her move. 
No, I'm just the sooner I can get this move done, the more movies I can go back to watching because right now I can't watch movies. I, yeah. I have to focus yeah. on packing. But the nice thing is, you know, my husband did three trips to the storage unit today. Yeah. And it could have been, I'm, you know, so we're, like, we're, we're, we're agreeing on just buying uh, one day, just getting a, you know, a mover to move everything to storage um get the house ready for viewings and then go <laughs> like too many things going on i am done hey if you were in the lower 48 you just drive up to a 7-eleven about 6 a.m there's always some illegal immigrants there that you can pay 20 bucks to come to work for you. yeah but but then we'd still have to buy that we'd still have to rent the car or the van or whatever it's it's easier just to hire a moving company that oh, is just like they have all the stuff it's, it's like we've it's, already packed everything it's absolutely the right thing to do need to yeah. finish packing Friend it's of- just as you get older it's like you know what i am going to spend the extra money <laughs> so i don't have to go to the hospital during COVID. a friend of mine here in maryland needed some uh uh work done around her little mini farm she has a little a little uh a little tiny farm so she went to a 7-eleven rented a van went to a 7-eleven picked up six or eight illegal immigrants to come do this work for her took a wrong turn on highway 32 and turned accidentally turned into the entrance for the NSA in a white van loaded with illegal immigrants. <laughs> the, the last time, the way she told it to me, the last time she saw those guys, they were all like seated on a curb with their hands behind their necks. All because of our wrong turn. I mean, uh, that's a horrible uh, coincidence that that one uh, turn was the uh, all all because yeah. It, it, the, the, the the exit says NSA here, NSA employees only. She accidentally took that took that wrong turn and uh, with with a van load of illegal immigrants. But yeah, I'm sure they all uh, got nice, comfortable trips back to where they came from. <laughs> And if they ever see her again. Right, right. <laughs> All right, oh, Stacy well, dear. On that note. We should, yeah, we should, we should say goodnight. <laughs> okay, cringers. Until the next time. Keep the algorithm guessing and never be afraid of just clicking that movie and seeing where it takes you. This is Stacy. And this is Steve. Good night, children. Sorry. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. Crazy. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry this happened. <laughs> Here we go again, Cringer. So a blind I'm man Stacey. walked into a bar. <laughs> okay, okay. We don't drink ladies and gentlemen not on the podcast I promise I'll stop I promise I'll stop for now (laughs) so weird